And we're back, Marys. This is our nuanced episode of All Right, Mary, uh, where we kind of just talk about things that didn't make it on the main show. We kind of catch up on some other things. It's usually dedicated to things that happen on Untucked, which not everybody watches, which not everybody has access to. Uh, and we kind of go deep on something that needs to maybe we go deeper on. Obviously, this episode, uh, Trump the Rusical, we went deep on the main episode because we kind of thought it was worth it. Uh, but here on uh, Nuance, I think we're going to talk about uh, briefly some of the things that came up on Untucked. One of them was the kiss heard around the world um, and uh, maybe some other other points that we found. What do you think, Mary? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I the certainly there's the kiss. There's Brangy that's happening right now with Brooklyn and Vangie. <laughs> and, you know, I said this on the main episode, but I, I think, you know, these are two these two these are two queens that know how to be entertainers. You know, Vangie, of course, is a longtime TV veteran. <laughs> two seasons and you know Brooklyn won Miss Continental or whatever so she knows a thing or two about entertaining people you know um and then it just seems to me that these two vets would be like you know it would be really smart if we started a little you know a little love affair a little little showman still kisses in front of the camera and uh kept ourselves on the show for a few weeks you know like it's it's a smart move that we have not seen on Drag Race before no we haven't seen it I don't think it's necessarily a move but it if anything, it's like, hey, let's do this. You know, and who knows? Um, if they're really in love, I, I that's beautiful. I just. Yeah, right, you know. right, right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the editing of it. I mean, obviously, I think at this point, people are going to get tired of hearing me talk about Nina West. But Nina West was so funny and untucked. Like, oh, God. She is a gift maker. Now. Yeah. Like, I made three gifts of her just this episode alone. I, God, when she, her reaction gifts. To Nina and Vanjie kissing, I was like, okay, I'm making that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm making that one. Uh, I'm making that one. Those head moves. Like, she just, she was like Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation. She just was like <laughs> reacting. I, I just loved it. I think what I love about Nina in these moments is that, like, she kind of does what Katya does, where she talks to you like she's your best friend, who's like, oh my God, come over here. Right. You know, like, she, you feel like you're in yeah. on something with her, and it's very, uh, yeah. it's very endearing. It's inviting. Yes. It's yeah. it's nice to kind of have a little moment with somebody. Yeah. Totally. Um, so we started to talk about this during the clip of the week, but I think maybe we want to talk. I don't know if you have any more thoughts on it, but RuPaul's best friend race, this idea that uh, Nina brings up where she's like, just be honest, mm-hmm. just be yourself, uh, you know, and because we're all saying things like in confessionals and then we get here and we kind of edit ourselves and Maybe it's not because of the fans, but I think what gets the fans riled up isn't necessarily always what you say in the confessionals, but it's when you're fighting and how you're fighting in the moment with another queen that they love. Yeah. You know? I think the confessionals, because I think I'd read somewhere the idea that basically they'll have the queen say one nice thing about one of the contestants and one not so nice thing, and then they'll use what they need wow. to use. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, I think that the confessionals are kind of like the music. It's kind of like they've used this music cue a lot, but during Nina's story about, you know, being harassed and all that, they use that amazing music boxy kind of music that just like Mm. works. It just work, bitch. It works. And it accents the moment and it kind of, you know, influences how we feel about what we're seeing. And I think the talking heads, if you have a, if you have a queen 
talking about some shit in the workroom and then you cut to Vanjie like rolling her eyes and saying something about it that's letting us know now how to feel about that queen in the room that's letting us know right. what how right. we're supposed to feel you know yes yeah 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 so i, I when what do you think i mean nina obviously uh, she brings up that idea of like you know Evie calls things out. I like how she calls it like I see him. And then we get the whole Scarlet, you know, how do you like your tea served uh, kind of feeling. Right. Um, Nina is there's there's you could be the Evie in the workroom or you could be the Nina in the workroom. Um, how do you think Evie would respond to Nina's approach? Um, I I, to be honest with you, the way I see it, and I, I'm already a Nina apologist, not that there's anything to apologize for, but I'm on, I, I align with Nina because I think what Nina is, is like Evie, but like with some age and wisdom and some, some honing of all of this. Like, I think Evie has a lot of energy and a lot of like vim and vigor about all of this. And that's great. But I think it's kind of like what Rue was saying about Vanjie, where like you got all this energy, but you need to hone it into a character that's going to get you paid. And I think that mm. Nina has honed all of this energy and all of this, this activist energy and this, this, you know, needs for need for change. And she's honed it into actual action. I'm not saying Evie hasn't, but I think what we're seeing is just that like raw, like, desire for change and it's just coming out raw you know oh i see what you mean yeah i, I don't know there's something about evie that is it's it's better for tv than nina's approach to conflict Do you know of what course I mean? of course it is yeah. i mean it, it, there's that whole thing like how we talk about drag race as the competition and drag race as the reality show there's also like reality and reality in quotes and I see. Yeah. in reality nina i think is the more for me is the energy I'm more um, aligned with and the one that I prefer yeah. and the one I, I, I think ends up being more successful in the end. I love what Evie's doing on TV though, but if it was in person, I think I might struggle with her. Yeah. And uh, yes, I don't think Evie does that in person. And I guess that's what mm. I'm trying to say. Cause I think Evie has a different energy in person that is more in line with what I like than what yep. Nina, I think, would bring in person. Because I think Nina in person would probably be a little bit more placating, whereas mm -hmm. Evie would have a dialogue that would get a little impassioned, uh, you know, at the right time and at the right moment. Um, I, so I hear what you're saying. I'm just wondering when you say that it makes me think about like Nina West is this like seasoned drag queen who has probably worked with so many different personalities and been in like had tough gigs and has had to like, you know, have a hard edge about things and yet she's so sweet and like so gentle and can be like maybe placating at times that like it makes me wonder like it, it makes me question if like if you really were with if with nina maybe you'd come to discover oh there's like a there's like a iron fist under that uh, you know under that velvet glove mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. okay that I just yeah. I, I don't know that I just imagine for her to be this successful and have such a long career and have done so much that you couldn't be Miss Congeniality all the time the way we see it like sure I yeah I I think like when she disagrees with Scarlett about Evie's drag I think the way that she does it is so measured and yet 
when she starts kind of explaining her side, you can't really argue with her that yeah. there's an element of like speak softly and carry a big stick, you know, mm. tuck a big yeah. stick, you know? Oh, tuck a big one. Oof. I mean, I don't know. Get me started. I'm salivating Mary. Um, yeah. <laughs> please welcome to the stage, salivating Mary. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I, uh, um, I don't know. There's something uh, I, I, I definitely hear all that. I also think, I don't know. I feel like Evie is a fucking sweetheart and such a weirdo um, mm-hmm. in the same way that Nina is. So and she's also much younger. So, I, yeah, yeah who, who knows how long Evie's career is going to be and all of the change that she's going to ensue. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I yeah, I think it's an interesting discussion to discuss uh, RuPaul's best friend race and why that happens and what Evie and Nina are doing and how they're doing it differently. Yeah, I mean, I because I think Sugar is the one who says first, you know, this is kind of like RuPaul's best friend race, and I it's interesting. Season to see, of somebody's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a season of somebody's. Uh, I I think that it's uh, it's interesting to kind of see the queens calling out some of the devices, uh, like the Talking Heads, and and in a way to kind of recognize the structure that they're in is like, well, we all have these conversations here, but then you go do your interviews and then you say different things that we don't hear. And that's how the show is built deliberately. But Mm -hmm. it's like in season 11, you start to see like the test subjects are turning on the test a little, you know? (laughs) Exactly. It's like turning into Westworld where like all of a sudden these, these bots are like waking up to the world that they've been put in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of love that. I know. And I don't mind a little RuPaul's best friend race. I, that's obviously, that's, we we both love that. Yeah. Yeah. But the um, podcast too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, the sure the podcast too. I love anything that's best friend race related. Uh, (laughs) but I, I think that that doesn't mean there can't be really interesting conflicts, you know? And I think, Oh, Mary, we were living for Gia Gunn's conflicts. Do you remember? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is like, I kind of love, I kind of love when the conflict is around honesty. And with Gia, that was actually what the conflict was, was, was either her not being honest or her like trying to be the the truth teller in the room. And -hmm. I feel like this season we're, we're seeing so much more of Queen's, um, calling out fake news on Drag Race, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's really it. I it's something. It's kind of like keeping an eye on a certain queen, like keeping an eye on Jocelyn. I'm keeping an eye on honesty this season because it's a running ah, theme. Keeping an eye mm. on honesty, um, honest tea. Um, honest yeah, and tea. I have to just give a, a quick shout out to Ariel Versace because she's actually doing exactly what Evie and Silky and Nina are are talking about. She's just like, yep, all right, yep, yeah. Nope, I said this. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this. She's I not agree. getting caught in an Aquaria quagmire, you know? Yeah, no, that I noticed that is that when the queens came in and they were talking about Evie's look, Ariel took it upon herself to say, oh, well, we we weren't sure. We weren't really feeling that they, like that they would love it. Glad they did. Cool. And she, yeah. you, you kind of, I mean, you got to give her credit. Like she's, she's being honest. She's not really being bitchy, but she's not sugarcoating it. I, I, it's kind of refreshing. Like when Ariel did that, I was like, I do not expect you to be so honest. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, the tea is served scalding hot in a beautiful cup with no cream and sugar. You know? No, no. And, and I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, how New Jersey, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. start yeah. it right off. Start yeah. it right yeah. off. It's like, yep, Shh. we didn't know. We thought they were going to hate it or love it. 
Yeah, she's oh, serving great. you Turkey cool. Hill. She's serving you New yeah. Jersey tea. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry Hill. Um, uh, so yeah, Evie. Uh, I think we talked about that. Evie kind of has this conflict with Ariel, but also other "quote unquote" bitches who are so boring because they're not taking any risks. Uh, and with Ariel, she says, "You're not going to get red, or you're going to get red if all of your runways look the same." And guess what? They do. Um, yeah. So we'll see if that kind of explodes out or blossoms out into a storyline, um, a la Cracker versus Aquaria looking the same. You know. Yeah. Um, another note that I had from this Untucked, and I'm trying to remember what uh, spurned this, and maybe this is something Nina related, but I just wrote down the importance of facing shit that makes you feel not good enough. Um, and maybe this oh. maybe this comes from Nina talking about Evie's drag being valid and, and, you know, that she doesn't have a lot of money and a lot of queens don't have a lot of money, but they make it, make it work. Um, mm. I can't remember what came up that made me write that down. I think it's just a good... It's a good idea in general to confront the things that make you feel not good enough. And um, because like they they can't they're just going to block the road and you can keep looking for other paths, but they're just going to keep blocking the road. And I think that like a lot I think maybe it's because the queens were talking about like Raja was talking about like being on the show and how hard it is and how it's so much harder than it looks on TV. And it makes you feel like you're not good enough if you're not doing well at this. And right. I think that those, I mean, I hate that situation. I hate anything that makes me feel not good enough. I hate, you know, uh, rejections or critiques or whatever, but like life is going to have them forever. So you have to take that as an opportunity to learn how to like deal with them. Um, you know, and it makes me think of uh, Akiria had this tweet, I think maybe earlier today or yesterday, um, where she said, know your worth, then add taxes. And I thought, oh. amen, you know, amen uh, is like, know uh. your worth. It's kind of like how RuPaul says, if you want to buy a million dollar house, you got to have a million million dollars to manage it, you know? Right, right, right. You know, the, the, the phrase that kind of comes to mind here, because obviously, yeah, you're going to get critiques, you're going to get hate. Don't let anybody live rent free in your head. You know, right. like there is there is things that you should be thinking about and focusing on and things that you absolutely just need to move out, like get out of there. You do not have any space in there. Um, so uh, the, I think the thing that's hard about Drag Race, though, Mary, about facing, you know, rejection or, you know, failures is that everybody's watching it and i think of that's course. kind of the hardest right is when you fail you kind of don't want anybody to know what happened oh yeah i mean that's the thing is like it it's it's failure and then it's humiliation you know as, as kind of like the the you know tsunami that follows you know what i mean it's just like um you know it makes me think of mercedes and how scarlet had said to her in the workroom like i feel like we let you down for not kind of making you feel safe to open up. And I thought, well, that's, yes, that's a great way to respond. And I think that's very true. And I think that's, that, that feels like, I think I saw people talking about that. So that is like the quote unquote right way to respond to that situation. But it's not just the other people in the room. It's the millions of people watching and the cameras rolling that are probably the more difficult element of sharing that part of yourself. So I'm sure it's true oh. about failing on this show, you know, like, yeah. Oh, completely. Ugh. God and and you know what I, I I obviously have not been on Drag Race, but it goes by so quickly. It goes by so quickly. You're like, whoop! I'm on. I'm in front of the camera. Up oh, here's the challenge. Up oh, here's the next day. Up oh, now I gotta do the runway. It's like it's all so fast that you really 
you, you don't have time to necessarily like calculate and take a breath and all of that will lead up to these kind of constructed and fabricated failures, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that's, there's always just that element of it being the pressure cooker that it's just like, it's, it's to say all of this and to, you know, make peace with rejection and, and your feelings of not being good enough. That's really hard when you're on like no sleep and you're like doing 18 hour days and you're trying to win a hundred thousand dollars. You're trying to like blow your career up. It's not even a hundred thousand dollars anymore. It's what you do with the career. I mean, the money I'm yeah. sure is great, but like yeah. it's everything else that comes with it. Like I, I, I just don't know how they do it. I don't know how they stay calm. I, it feels like an exercise in stoicism sometimes, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like Cameron Michaels, I know was probably freaking out in her head and off camera. Right. But on the show, she managed to just kind of like stay cool. I'd say the same about um, Shea Coulee. I think also like the whole season like was doing so much for these uh, for the other queens in the room and slaying the competition and just stayed cool as a fucking cucumber. Yeah, like Sasha Valore. I mean, we talked about her. Oh, same. Yeah, the main episode. Like she is, she's such like a mellow energy the whole season, and it's like, in a way, like I respect that because it's like you have you you have to harness that energy. Like I yeah. respect Alaska and All Stars too for like not wanting to get into the drama because she's like, all eyes are on me right now <clears throat> to either kill this competition or go down in flames. Like I don't have an I don't have a you know fourth place you know in between miscongeniality option here and so like i get it like i just i think it's um it's very inspirational and exciting to see queer people push themselves in difficult situations even if it's a, if it's a difficult situation i'd never be in it's just mm. like you know a reminder or another illustrative example of if you're going through hell keep going oh yeah the only way out is through alanis yeah um, yeah so so, uh, I, I, you know, I'm thinking about the past winners and that kind of Zen master energy that's there. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Sasha Velour, she had it. Season 10, Aquaria. Like, you could argue she had it. Yep, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Season 8, Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, like, I mean, he walked the in. the whole time. Yeah, he knew when he got the call that he was going to win. I mean, that's yeah. the headspace you got to be in. Yeah. Totally. Um, season 7, I think, is... An interesting one because it's Violet, um, who I think was fighting like she was meant to fight through the whole season with other girls. And then she wins it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd call her energy Zen. So in that sense, it was kind of a surprise. She was similar to Bob. Like, I think in the in the inner like the maybe the Tic Tac lunch or whatever with Rue, like she told Rue, she's like, oh, I I fully expected to win from the start. Like I, I, she was similar. She's like, I never doubted that I was going to win. And I think it's like, yeah, I think she's a really interesting winner in that. Like it's a, it's a different energy than we usually get from a winner, but I think it's a similar thing of like, just, um, you know, Bianca Del Rio, the same thing of like, you just have to have clear eyed confidence. Her and Courtney were cool as a cucumber the whole season. They were, it, it was just like, they've done this before. Um, season five, Jinx, I think, is not an example of a Zen winner. Um, no, but scrappy no. as fuck. Yeah, yeah, scrappy as fuck. And you know, I we we love that. Uh, same yeah. with Sharon. I think Sharon was also scrappy. I don't think she was yeah. like, this calm, this calm, uh, wise person. Well, um, I think she. I mean, just to kind of like correlate, like the queens who are kind of Zen to the queens who kind of come in confident. I mean, I think 
I, I, I think Sharon was like, I expected to go home first. I mean, right. and I can imagine that Jinx probably had her own concerns because her look wasn't as polished. That like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's exciting, right? To see those queens, those, those um, unlikely winners push through, but it's a much more difficult journey because they don't have That's that. It's harder like, to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah harder to watch uh yeah and just to kind of complete our seasons yep. uh you know raja you know a mean girl that won which you know you could argue was an interesting turn uh who deserved the win like she killed the challenges but yeah uh, she was and a i mean think girl. and i think she had a confidence i think there is i think oh, a, yeah. again to correlate i think the confidence and the zen go hand in hand i think i think raja looked at the rest of the room and was like well Manila's tough competition, but I think I got yeah. this otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then obviously season two. Yeah. Carla Sanchez. Like it was. I she mean, was, people fucking hated her. <laughs> she, I mean, she was taking naps while the rest of them were struggling to finish yes! their look. Like you got to give it to her. Like uh, Tyra I mean, is. Say so, what you want about her now. Say what you want. Yes, about her now. of course. I mean, of course. We're talking about yeah, Tyra in season two is. Yeah, it's so it's, she's great. She honestly, I, I, I mean, I think that was one she of my biggest takeaways. A lot at, yeah, she fucks up a lot in those challenges, and the only reason she's safe is because they had immunity back then. So, like, it, it she didn't have to worry because she could, she could fuck up snatch game, and then be fine because she had immunity. Like it was, that's mm -hmm. like that's like Zen is like get to immunity and then fuck up you know yeah she she definitely like used that immunity twice and to her advantage um right, or it it right. saved her but i mean like i think looking at that whole season it was like it was clear to me that she deserved to win oh yeah oh we, we yeah we recap that season and yeah of course of course yeah. she should have won yeah. um bb zahara benet uh, you know a, another perfect example of somebody with like this cool mm -hmm. confident energy uh, that was her brand. Like, yeah. yeah. Does her brand kills it. Yeah. 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 Face, it's, I face, mean, face, give me face. And I think like all of that's fun to watch. Like the confidence is fun to watch, but I, I do think, especially for queer folks, you know, or, or really anybody who's, who's not felt confident. So that could be anybody. Um, it is exciting to see the jinxes and the Sharons and um, even, you know, like, Monet, I think, you know, in All-Stars, I think she had a lot of confidence and she really believed she was going to win. But like, I, I saw her work every week for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. This, this season I'm seeing the, uh, you know, I'm seeing Queens talk about how they have to start working for it. Uh, mm -hmm. So that makes sense. That makes sense when you get some of the riffraff kind of the, the, uh, what do they call them? The, the filler queens. <laughs> yeah, filler queens. Uh, yeah. When the filler queens kind of get off the show, uh, I think we have just a couple left before it's like, oh no, that one's going to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess, is there anyone right now that you're like, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't miss that queen as much as I'd miss Nina West? Uh, I mean, Raja. Yeah. I, yeah. Same. I'm, I'm sorry about it. I'm sure she's lovely and I think she does a great lip sync and I love her confessionals and whatever. But in terms of if I'm comparing the queens on this season, it's like I, uh, I, I put her at the bottom now. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Vanjie's got to step it up. She's a great personality, but like I'm with Rue. She needs to harness that those shenanigans into something real. Um I think they're contender. setting that story up, Mary. I think that, I do that too. Is, yeah, I'm I'm are, ready for it's it. All written in the stars, Mary. I'm ready for it. Uh, 
I will be very curious to see if Silky is indeed uh, gets to snatch game and then goes home or, you know, whatever, or goes all the way. Right. I, she She's not the one I'm most excited about, if I'm being real. Um, yeah, yeah. No, me neither. I, 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 I enjoy her. I love her. I enjoy her. Yeah. yeah. But, like, we'd love to see Suga real pop, really, you know, pop in this challenge some more. She's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, Suga, Scarlet, and Ariel, it's kind of like – Hmm. What yeah. are you gonna do? What are you gonna yeah. do? What are you gonna do? Because I think that like, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like Scarlet. Is, I mean, Suga is doing really well, except for, I mean, she wasn't. She was the strongest one of of her group this week and last week. Uh, that like, yeah. And her runways have been good. I don't know. I just I feel like uh, Suga needs a week where it's all about Suga. You know. Yeah, it's sweeter that week. Mm, um, yeah, take your insulin because uh, yeah. hope you brought a sweet tooth. Sugar canes in the motherfucking teeth. <laughs> yeah, is in the motherfucking um, narrative. Yeah. <laughs> um, Plastic Tiara, I think uh, all will depend on Snatch Game for her. Yeah, uh, I think Akira is the same boat. Same. Um, and then uh, I think that's I think that's all that we got. I mean, Bro- Brooke, I I would like to see some oh, you know. Brooklyn. Some surprises and uh, I think yeah, they got yeah. her going fat, going far. I think her and yeah. Evie are, you know, in the top. I agree. My feeling, I'm feeling good about them. And you know, I know you have your concerns and doubts, but I'm going to manifest Nina West in the top three or top four, really. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm here for it. I will help manifest all mm-hmm. of that. I yeah. I just think that'd be. I don't even need her to win. I just need her to be on every episode. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Okay, Mary. Yeah. 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 And if she doesn't win, she'll be on All Stars and she'll be perfect. Fair, fair. Uh, any other thoughts on Untucked before we wrap up this nuance episode? Um, I guess I would just say, just to kind of give a quick mention to Mercedes, I mean, just comparison to Honey's exit and her goodbye mm. last week, Mercedes had such a good positive spirit and it just felt really good oh, yeah. to see her kind of like in a good space, you know, just because, you know, she's. She's a sweet little lamb, and it'd be really rough to see her, you know, crying into her arm. But I love that. I love that she was bringing the the. Is it ululating? I love that she's been bringing that to the show. Oh um, sure. It was such like a, a victory call in a way. It just it's it was very heartwarming. Her goodbye was very heartwarming. Yeah, it was heartwarming, and then her in the workroom cleaning up uh, was all very positive and um, sweet and very producer prompted, which I also yeah, thought of was very endearing. Yeah, um, it's, they're like, okay, Mercedes, now say goodbye to a workroom. She's like, oh, goodbye, workroom. I'm like, right, yeah, okay. She's yeah. per- <laughs> she was performing for them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I loved it. It was it was very uh, very drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she she had the wig on. She looked great. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. vroom vroom, Mercedes. You know, yeah. <laughs> rev that engine and go. Yeah, here we go, Opalins. You're gonna earn everything. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. All right. Uh, well, you heard it here first, Mary. Mercedes, yeah. sweet queen. <laughs> sweet queen. Print it. Sweet, Cut print sweet Emmy. Sweet queen and rhythm and fashion. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Mary, Don't I have sh- to tell you, every single time I pass by a sweet greens, I sing, sometimes oh. out loud, but usually in my head, sweet greens and rhythm and dancing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't, that, that's like, People that's not even me. LaBouche's big, biggest song. That's impressive. <laughs> It's not even be my lover. Short greens. Uh, I just love it. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, the they worst. should they should really use that song. They should really do some marketing with that. That's that's not bad. <laughs> I could be your sweet greens or yeah. a beautiful nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary, Mary, I don't know what you're doing. Come on, uh, Weird Al. I, I... <laughs> You're well, an alley, that, girl. With with all of that, Mary's listening. Uh, that is our nuanced episode. If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can find us by the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. Of course, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And you know where to get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance, and also on Twitter at Colin Drucker, and more of both of us at patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. I've said it before, I'll say it again. We're in the midst of recapping Drag Race Thailand Season 2, and it's so goddamn good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Fabulous. Uh, Well, Marys, we will see you next week for what's the episode? Uh, The Monster Ball with uh, Trixie Mattel and Elvira showing Uh, up. Fabulousness. So excited. All right, Marys. uh, We'll we'll see you then. Uh, So keep it spooky. Ooh, (laughs) I.